Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast with me, your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork. On the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, this is where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope, and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And before we hop into how outstanding Chelsea is, we're going to get into the, the amazing queen that Chelsea is in a second. But first, let's go ahead and uh, mention our po- our podcast sponsors, which is Brienne and Company. Now, Brienne and Co. is a jewelry boutique that uh, makes durable, minimalist jewelry that uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, precious metals and quality handcrafted designs. Ladies and gentlemen, her stuff is the bomb. Go ahead. If you want to see herself or her amazing jewelry, please go to briannandco.com or check out her Instagram. That's always popping at sign Brienne and company. And now let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chelsea Goucher. She is born in Alaska and is the partial owner of her business, her and her friend's business, Forged and found, she harvests wild Alaskan plants and turns it into shelf-stable food products. But she's been an entrepreneur for so long. She is one of those people that just keeps grinding for herself. But now she's starting to shift and she's going to Florida for yoga teacher training. And she's starting to understand her purpose and who she truly is along her journey. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you... Chelsea Goucha. What's up, Chelsea? Uh, <laughs> thanks for the intro. <laughs> of course. Hey, so tell us a, a bit about, all right, so when did you start your first company or how did you get into entrepreneurship? Um, Honestly, I got into it by just watching other business people. I, um, here in Ketchikan, Alaska, I was the executive director for our local chamber of commerce for a couple of years. And being around the movers and shakers in my own community, it kind of really started to get my wheels turning because I had so much admiration for them. You know, I was like, you know, how did they do this? How did they get into this? They're like, so like on a different level than I am, you know? (laughs) And so I started to ask myself these questions like, well, what is the difference between these people that are out there really doing it and someone like me and, you know, we'll talk a lot more about this, I'm sure in the podcast, Mm. but I started to realize that like, there isn't a difference really beyond mindset. Like it's Mm. not, you know, oh, they went to so much more college or they have so much more education or they have Mm. some like insider secret, you know? Um, So yeah, I I started to like build that belief in myself. And then I started to get into some um, like multi-level marketing companies. I still do uh, represent like the Juice Plus company, if anyone's ever heard of that, um, I sell their stuff. I absolutely love it. I swear by it. And I also um, direct sale for Enagic, another like health and wellness based company that does like electrolyzed hydrogen water and some other things. And then, um, you know, I became friends with my business partner and she needed someone to join the company and step in. And I was like, okay, brick and mortar, we're doing this. Like, I'm going to try to get it firing on all cylinders and see what I can do. So um, yeah, kind of fingers in a lot of pies, but I think that's kind of like the entrepreneur thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to like narrow your interests and really figure out like where your niche is going to be. But I also like having like diverse income streams and all of that. So that's what I'm doing now. Right now it's really blood, sweat and tears, like full time into foraged and found. So that has been my focus for the last year because we're in a big scaling up period. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's been fun. And when I think back to like who I was when I worked for the chamber and just like looking at these business owners, like, Oh, how do they do it? Now I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I'm figuring it out. You, you just do it. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yeah. So, so you started in network marketing. What was what are some of the principles that you still use from network marketing in your business with Forge and Found? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, again, going back to with Forge and Found, like I focus a lot on doing the sales and the marketing. And so for me, one of the things that multi-level marketing really helped me overcome on a personal level was just like that fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have to you know, you miss every shot you don't take type thing. And, um, in multi-level marketing, a lot of times when you start out, it like really is quite a hustle to like, just really, um, like start to build your volume and just, you know, reach out to as many people as possible. And, you know, there's like mixed, some people do it better than others. And, you know, (laughs) there's the whole thing about like how the reputation of the industry is based on people's behavior. Mm -hmm. But, um, at the end of the day, it teaches you how to like really, refine your message and get it out there and put it out there and say, you know what, if this person isn't interested, that's not a reflection necessarily on me or what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't have to take it personal. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just for whatever reason, this isn't something that meets a need that they have. So why should they buy it? Uh, So it's just trying to have that perspective. Totally, totally understand where you're coming from on that. I am a f- uh, recovering uh, multi-level marketer. I've been in what, four or five MLMs in my life. Uh-huh. And I mean, every single one of them helped me out so much. Like you said, with yeah. being, uh, having the fear of rejection, with honing the message, um, with being able to to uh, gain knowledge of your product that was very important uh, uh really making sure that you create a community and mm-hmm. most of all becoming a leader that's what multi-level marketing really did for me was help me become a leader and this and to spread my message tell people my why because the why takes you a whole lot farther than any hows or what's but mm-hmm. once you get in touch with why you're doing something and the, the true purpose for um, you getting up in the morning, that that's what people can get behind. And, and that carries way farther than any product. Totally. Absolutely. It is. And it, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to is having that um, visionary leadership of being able to tell people you don't have to stay in this box that mm-hmm. you've allowed yourself to be put in. You can dream bigger. You can think bigger. And I think that that is the beauty of multi-level on so many um, levels is mm-hmm. that sometimes for people and for me, it was like that first baby step of being like, oh, I like don't have to just go collect a paycheck. Like I can put myself out there and take some initiative to do something that's more aligned with me or that just feels more free and more flexible. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're on the same page. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like I I, I definitely um I respect and I love my like my foundation within multi-level marketing because like you <laughs> said, it helped me dream of something bigger. I was a teacher. I was a former teacher. And one thing that we know about teachers in America, for the most part, on the basic, on the base level, uh, when you're first getting started, you're broke. And you're gonna be broke for a while, especially until you get that master's degree and start leveling up. Um, and, and keep getting and furthering your education. So uh, multi-level marketing and the messages that the um, 
the people that were doing well in the industry, their stories really like inspired me to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing that um, me and a lot of people get wrong in multi-level marketing was that we, we hit up people that we haven't talked to for like 20 to 15 years and say, what's up? How you been? They're like, Hey, how you been? It's been such a long time. Are you doing well? I'm like, yeah, but I got this product for you though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that oh, yeah. like, no, I think, uh, I think everyone's been a little bit guilty of that. And yeah. it, it's just something you have to, you just have to get through it. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a part of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, who do I know in my immediate circle? I don't know how to influence people as of yet in the mm-hmm. network. So who do I know in my immediate circle that will help me? Um, that, that may be a person that I can lock arms with and, and carry ourselves to the next level. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. that's one thing I, I kind of like shake my head at now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't believe I did that. <laughs> but, it is, but it's part of the journey though, because yep. like what you said, that really like made my mind start turning like yeah you don't know how to influence people because maybe you don't even realize that you already do or you don't even consider yourself or think of yourself again like when you're in that like you're just starting to turn your mindset around to be a little bit more empowered or self-directed or whatnot it can be hard to even like want to see yourself that way Mm -hmm. because there's so many like negative associations you know and then once you get into it you're like oh I get this. This is like a vehicle mm-hmm. for me to actually share something like bigger mm-hmm. with the world. Yeah. You know, like this yeah. isn't like, yeah, ultimately you're trying to sell a product to make an income and you're trying to help other people do it, but there's so much more to it. And that translates over to like our brick and mortar business too, with forged and found. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really is about creating jobs in our community, creating a value chain, being able to work with fishermen to diversify like what they're doing. They're helping us harvest kelp and seaweed rather than just catching fish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you start to think bigger picture and then things start to like flow a little bit, 100%. but it takes, it takes some time. And like, <laughs> well, I, th- I think that what a product, you know, you're selling your services, but you're also selling yourself as well. And yeah. first thing I did when you and I met is, I told you my story. I told you how I was, uh, or I never met my father before, um, how I was a people pleaser and how I had a lack of boundaries. And, you know, I had a, a fear of rejection, fear of failure, the feeling like I'm not good enough and all these other things, fear of abandonment, all these other things. And like, that makes you like, that makes you see like, oh snap, this guy's just like me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Like whatever he's doing, whatever he's a part of, wow, I could I could definitely kind of support and see where this thing takes me. Um, yeah. And one thing that I learned more, most of all about entrepreneurship was just service, caring, 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 caring. Um, Absolutely. Gary Vaynerchuk has a book called, um, what is this book? His, uh, oh, Crush It. Okay. And it, he has a chapter on like the best technique that you need for entrepreneurship and spreading your message in marketing. And it's very short. It's like one page long. The chapter is, is he just says care, it's care for your, so with you caring for your, um, the people that are in your community and you caring for the people that you are um, buying your product, mm-hmm. 
huge. That is huge. Where did that, where did the, this cause come from with uh, Forge and Found? Um, well, so my business partner, Jen, who founded the company, she um, came up to Alaska. She was working as a chef on some different yachts that travel around the Inside Passage in Southeast Alaska. There's a lot of tourism in the region. So she got acquainted with like all of the abundance here. I mean, Southeast Alaska is like, there's so much wild plants, wild mushrooms. There's all the fish and seafood. And there's just so much like the land literally wants to feed you. I always joke that if there was ever like a zombie apocalypse, this is 100% the place to be like living off the land here is, is part of the culture. It's part of the lifestyle. I mean, we have a really rich indigenous tradition here and I being born and raised here. I mean, I grew up eating salmon that I caught and berries that I picked out of our, the backyard and all of that. So um, she came into the region and fell in love with all of that. And she's a huge foodie. I was just like, okay, maybe there's a way to like share this with the world. And so um, her and some other friends started like pickling and jarring stuff, just kind of, um, you know, as like a cottage thing for some of the local art festivals and it got a really good reception. And she's like, okay, maybe I can like put together a business plan and turn this into a growing concern. And so that's how Forge and Found got started. Amen. And now you guys are scaling up with your business. How is that going? Yes, it's going good. I mean, it's, it's challenging. It's always like three steps forward, one and a half back, <laughs> four forward, two back. You know, it's, it's, a, it's slow progress, but it's going well. We launched our e-commerce site um, at the end of last year. And so we're available in all 50 states. You can order our stuff online. Um, We're working with a broker distributor in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, which is nice. It's a nice central location. And he's helping us um, move into some of like grocery store chains. Mm Because obviously to get volume, that's kind of where we're going. Um, so we've landed quite a few like smaller accounts and we're just kind of plugging away at it right now. I think we're in stores in like 10 to 12 different States. And so we're hoping for more, um, our sales here in Alaska have been going really well. Um, we're in a bunch of different communities here in Alaska. So it's just, it's taking a little bit of time and obviously it's been a interesting time to uh, try to work into becoming a national brand with COVID. Um, in some ways it's been, you know, nice um, in some ways because there is opportunity with so many consumers, like becoming more accustomed to buying food mm-hmm. and other um, like, you know, uh, perishable consumer goods online. Mm-hmm. But then also like we haven't had trade shows where there's a lot of like the big, like old school grocery industry networking, like that hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. Um, sampling is kind of like not a thing. No. It's not really cool to do in a lot of stores. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, everything is about adapting. Everything is about making sure that you overcome those yes. challenges and supporting yes. one another through it all. Mm-hmm. And, and but your tenure over in Alaska is about to end because you're going to move to Florida pretty soon. Well, not moving. I'm, ah, just, I see. I'm going there for the yoga teacher training. I'm going to do a little bit of traveling. That's kind of the uh, 
a lot of people in Alaska do some traveling in the winter. <laughs> I see. I see. So you're going to be one yeah, of those I mean, snowbirds. We get really, we get short days in the winter and mm-hmm. the weather can be pretty gnarly here in mm-hmm. Southeast. We get um, in Ketchikan, we're in a temperate rainforest and we get like about 13 feet of rain a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it comes between like September and April. So mm, if you can imagine, Florida will be a nice break. Heck so yeah. yeah, I'll be down there in that part of the Southeast for a little while, um, checking it out. And Amen. Yeah. Um, and that, so you're going to, that's another business model for you, which is yoga training and getting into, so it's all about health with you, whether it be with force of found, mm-hmm. or whether it uh, be through you know, the multi-level marketing businesses that you mm-hmm. brought yourself in, or whether it's even with the heart, uh, heart, mind, and soul, or I'm sorry, the body, mind, and soul, mind, body, mind, body, soul, uh, with, um, yoga as well. You're all into health. Is that, is that something, why is health something so important to you? Huh? There's lots of reasons. I mean, I think, I don't know where can I, I could like, I literally could talk about this all day. <laughs> um, health is so, I mean, I'm lucky. I did grow up in a family where my mom was very health conscious about mm-hmm. diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, for me, what's always kind of been lacking in my life is like the mental health component Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had like a pretty interesting history. I was like straight A student, salutatorian of my class in high school. Um, I ended up going off to college and just got into some really codependent situations. And I ended up actually, um, becoming a heroin and meth addict. Mm. And I spent about three years of my life just struggling with that, mm-hmm. um, I actually ended up getting arrested and went into the system. And um, I'm kind of one of those people that the way the system worked on me, the way it was supposed to. Um, and I was in my hometown, so I got out um, of that situation. And you know, there's a lot of people that knew me from when I was a teenager, and I was this like, you know, golden child student and people were willing to give me a chance. And so I started to rebuild my career. I did radio sales for a while and I did the job at the chamber of commerce, which like dovetailed into all this other um, networking. And then I got my, I had a corporate job with a shipping company for five years. Mm -hmm. And so this is all happening like in my twenties. And then I, it's like my 30th birthday is coming up and I just start to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. Like my life's over. What am I doing? And I just started to like have like, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden these things started coming up for me where I'm like, what have I been doing the last 15 years? Like, how did I get here? Mm. Like, I feel like I just like woke up one day and was like, this is my life. Who's been behind the wheel? Cause mm. it sure hasn't been me. And so I'm 33 now. I'm going to be 34 in a couple weeks. <laughs> so the last like four to five years of my life have really been like this slow unraveling of like, how did I get here? Where do I want to go? Who am I? What do I really like? What do I enjoy? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? How did someone like as smart as me make so many bad choices? Like how can I be so like not self-aware? And so it's just, I just started to like, dig into everything. Yeah. And like, I just made personal development. Like I didn't, it didn't start off that way. It started off. I'm like, okay, I'm going to 
join this multi-level company. And like, I think I should start taking these vitamins. They're going to be good for me, you know? And like, so it's like baby steps. Like it really is baby steps. Mm -hmm. And then I start eating better and you start like, it changes the way you think because the mind body connection is so absolutely real. Like if you are not getting the right nutrition, you are not thinking straight. Like, you know what I mean? And I know this from personal experience. And so these things kind of like, you start to get right up here and you bought your body feels better. then you start to like tune into your body and the way when your body feels better, then you're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't like make that choice as much. Maybe I should make this choice more. Mm -hmm. And, and then you start to like become really um, conscious of what's going on. And so now it's like personal development's like a full-time hobby <laughs> for me because I'm like, because I'm, now I'm like, okay, so now I know I am 33 mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, what am I doing? I guess it's up to me. I guess I can decide. I mm-hmm. guess I have that power. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I feel like this has been a year where I'm just like taking it to the next level and really like trying to dive in all in. So that's why I'm so interested in health um on all levels like spiritual as well is i just uh i don't know my life's been transformed i think like five years ago i felt a little bit stuck mm-hmm. a little bit like i didn't have any power or control over my life not really excited for my future mm-hmm. um and just feeling like I was just doing all these things, but wasn't really getting like that satisfaction that I wanted or needed. And I think I've just like refused to settle for that feeling. And so like, here I am. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations, girl. That is awesome. What an ascension from where you were to where you are now. I mean, and it's all just that awareness, that self-consciousness to where, uh, you became aware of what you wanted and the way that you were acting. And you were like, wow, this is not gonna like, this is not what I want. So therefore I have to change myself. Uh-huh. So becoming aware of what you're intaking as far as you you consuming, uh, what you're consuming as far as the mind and as far as what you're eating, as far as the vitamins that you're taking, the things that you're consuming. And now it's all paying off in dividends and you're on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, which is outstanding. So I'm really excited for you now because you're about to expedite all that shit. You know I mean? All of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, about I'm, to be over. <laughs> Heck yeah. So here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and also uh, teach you a technique that can help you cope. I wish we would have started with all that first and foremost. Like I didn't, <laughs> hey, that is awesome. How you like done so well for yourself. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so right here, we uh, like one thing that I love, love, love is showing people the effects of mental and emotional release. It's an NLP technique and it's so phenomenal. It, it changes your consciousness on your negative emotions, limiting beliefs, and your insecurities, your past traumas, all that stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of some baggage. You're going to do years of personal development in minutes. 
right. I don't know. Are you ready to are you ready to take me on? I got a, a baggage cargo plane. We about to get rid of it all right now. I'll tell you what. All right. <laughs> so there's a couple things that I wanted to let you guys know. If you guys are interested in learning more about the mental and emotional release process please go to eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. Once again, that's eliminatinginsecuritiesnow.com. And there's a case study that I did on there and it teaches you so much, uh, pretty much everything about this process. And then uh, number two, uh, if you guys are interested in doing this, please go to a NLP practitioner like myself. You can go to charleswolfork.com and sign up for a demonstration on your own. Uh, but more than anything, Chelsea, I am not a social worker. I am not a psychologist. I am not a counselor. This is an alternative to all those things. Uh, so you can thank my lawyer for saying that. <laughs> I love it. All right. So today we are going to release the negative emotion of fear. What, 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 what negative emotion do you want to release today? Anger, sadness, fear, hurt and disappointment, guilt, shame. I think, I think fear is probably, I mean, guilt and shame and fear, but they're kind of, they're, they're pretty tied. They're, they're, they're close to one another. They may uh, like make you feel similar ways, but they're definitely different. They're definitely different. I think for me, I think really leaning even harder into overcoming my fear of other people's perceptions of me or misunderstandings is mm -hmm. really for me and the journey that I'm on where I want to go. I mean, I feel like I've come so far in being able to like, you know, be authentic about where I've been and where I'm going. But I also like in my head, know like the kind of person I really want to be. And to be that dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still need to kind of like, I still have these like, Oh, well, what will people think if I say this or if I do this, or it's like, I have some information or ideas that I really want to share, but like, you know, what if people think I'm crazy, <laughs> you know? So mm. I, yeah, I mean, I think fear, um, is a big one. Fear of judgment is what it is. The fear of judgment. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. All right, cool. So with this process, uh, all you have to do are three things. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Okay. Very, very importantly, you have to follow directions. That's the most important. Okay. Number three is you have to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. Okay. Awesome. Now we created your uh, past and future. If you were to know, um, or I'm sorry, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Wait, if I was to what? Was <laughs> your, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. Intuitively, if you were to know, where's your past? Um, behind me. Where's your future? In front of me. Perfect. All right. So listen, so what we're going to do is you're gonna all you gotta do is just follow directions like i said if you follow directions you're gonna have a profound experience we're gonna release triggers okay so for every time you fear that you feel that fear of judgment you feel a trigger 
Okay. Now for every memory in you uh, that I ask you to remember and to observe, I want you to take that memory and release the negative emotion or release that, that fear out of that memory. Okay. Through, okay. Okay. Now that every time you do that, that is a trigger that is being released. You're getting rid of triggers here and having many breakthroughs, major many breakthroughs in a small amount of time. Okay. So once again, if you follow directions, you're going to be great. And for every single event in your timeline, make sure you f- observe that event, release that emotion. You're getting rid of the trigger. You're going to be fine. You're going to feel great. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So now that we have your timeline and everything, you're ready to go ahead and release this fear of judgment. So let's go ahead and do it. Is your all uh, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of judgment today and for you to be aware of it consciously? I think so. Awesome. <laughs> what is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt the fear of judgment between the ages of birth and seven? How old were you? Oh, I mean, probably five or six. Do you have a specific event in mind? Um, I mean, you know, there's family, home stuff. I remember in kindergarten, I got in huge trouble and had to stay after class because I was talking too much and too loud. And I was always bossy. Mm, mm, and, so I started but, to learn some things then about how I was supposed to behave. So you were supposed to behave. So you felt like you were being judged by the teacher or the students? I mean... I think more than anything, I felt judged by myself. I think I like, I'm good at taking other people's things and like immediately internalizing them as being like, you're not good enough. You messed up. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's why I said like the guilt and shame and the fear kind of tie together is I think that that's like what makes it hard to release is when I do internalize those fears of judgment, then it affects my own internal dialogue in a way Mm -hmm. that's not healthy. hundred percent. I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Cool. So that's a good one when you were five years old. So what you can do now is you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Now, just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy. And just imagine floating up above yourself right here, right now in this very moment and just observe yourself seeing everything around you, see the storage room that you're in, (laughs) the door, the thing that your phone is on, your gray shirt or gray sweater that is. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. I can. Awesome. Now just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt that fear of rejection when you were just a little girl and just hover above that little girl let me know when you can see that little girl and the whole situation the whole event I can see it. 
Awesome. Now stay right there, being the observer. Stay high above the girl, watching her the whole time and watching everyone else. Make sure that you observe everyone in the situation, the teacher, the students. Now, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can't preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance, forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we can also learn from other people's mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with us. They're only a reflection of their baggage. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred, especially you. What is something positive and empowering you can tell that little girl and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. That's right. Just let me know when they're all gone. Feeling them leaving. <laughs> okay, all right. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. And as you float above that little girl, and also make sure that you observe the other people in the group. Make sure you observe the teacher and learn from her actions and who she is and learn from the students as well. Feeling good. <laughs> all gone? I think so. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline. No, better yet. Now, as, as you're floating above that little girl with your eyes closed, tell me what is something that you learned from that event? Um, one Ooh, thing. With your eyes closed okay. <laughs> and you're floating above that little girl. What's, what's something that you learned from that event? Um, one thing that really came to me was like to remind that little girl, my inner child, whatever, um, mm -hmm. just about like knowing that there's a time and a place and like not feeling like if someone's putting a value judgment on your behavior, not to take that as like a black or white, always never type thing that, you know, maybe there is a time and a place to be loud and bossy. And maybe there's a time and a place to 
to be quiet and listen and not, and realizing that it's a behavior thing, not a character thing. Mm, that's right. That's right. What, uh, what learning can you take from that situation and then take it into the future with you for later? Um, from that particular lesson? Mm -hmm. Cause there was like a couple things that kind of came up for me for sure during this. Um, but from that one, it's just, uh, you know, being in touch with myself and knowing, knowing and having the confidence to, to speak up and be directive when necessary. And also to, to be able to know when, when that isn't necessary or warranted. Um, so I think moving forward, it's just honing my powers of like discernment, mm -hmm. um, for, you know, when to express myself in certain ways and when to express myself in other ways. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Very good. Now just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I'm above the dinosaurs. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. All right. Now, just imagine floating there, weightless, in space, and ask yourself, now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They've kind of disappeared. Kind of? Can you still feel them at I all? mean, no, I mean, not, there's no, like, negative emotions. I mean, obviously... The visualization has me feeling a certain way, but it's not, I don't have any of those like negative emotions, like discussing the incident that we're awesome. talking about. Yeah. Awesome. Now just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little girl and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They've disappeared. Definitely feels like a calmer scene. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of rejection from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of rejection all the way back to now. Go. Remember, this is that time I was telling you about where you float above each and every event in which you felt that fear of rejection. And that's how you're going to let go of those triggers. So float above the event, preserve the positive learnings, and let go of those triggers forever. I think they're gone. All gone? I feel very peaceful right now. <laughs> awesome. Float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Mm, that's right. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? 
peaceful, grounded, yeah. Yeah. calm. Yeah. Awesome. Do you smell bacon? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. I'm feeling like, I mean, I feel like the exercise definitely gave me like this sense of perspective yeah. that just makes that emotion like not important, you know? Yeah. It's like I can think back on an incident and it's like, if I wanted to, I could probably dig into it and like try to stir back up those emotions. But like, yeah. why would I do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future, which if it would have happened in the past, you would have felt that fear of rejection and see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. not seeing it <laughs> I'm, I'm not seeing the fear of judgment on my horizon so yeah. i like that <laughs> oh, fear, fear of i said fear of rejection fear of judgment jeez oh same thing uh, <laughs> congratulations you just released that fear of judgment how's that feel feels good yeah i mean yeah i would yeah i want i don't want that yeah fear yeah very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> How, like, what's going through your mind right now? Um, I don't know. I guess what's going through my mind is just thinking about, like, when this is over of, you know, how how I might feel. Like mm -hmm. going about the rest of my day, the rest of my week, the rest mm -hmm. of my month, the rest of my year, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's, it's exciting, mm -hmm. you know. Like trying to release these things, you know. It's it's been a process for me over time, and um, yeah, it just feels lighter, feels good. Oh, yeah. It feels like that weight off your shoulders of not holding on to things that aren't our jobs to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a big lesson. Yeah. It must have been a big lesson for you throughout your timeline. You know, it was like, like I ain't got to hold on to that. I ain't got to hold on to that. Oh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I think that the fear of judgment slash rejection has mm -hmm. like kind of haunted me my entire life, to mm -hmm. be completely honest. Mm hmm um to feel like i have to be a certain way act a certain way behave a certain way say certain things do certain things be a certain thing mm -hmm. or else i'm going to be basically rejected and not loved yeah yeah and that's what we all search for is we just want to be loved in the long run and anything that can like anything that we learn and um in, in the past that can go against the status quo and how somebody can take away their love, right? Take away their love. We're yeah. like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta totally like avoid those things at all costs. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start to realize all of the different 
things that different people in society are wanting from you. I mean, there's so many mixed messages and you try to eliminate those things that are going to cause you to be rejected. And pretty soon you eliminate everything. And then you're like a shell of a person. Yeah. Like who the hell am I? Like, what do I truly love? What do I truly like? Who, like, how, how can I, Uh like, how, how do I want to act? What makes me happy in Mm -hmm. the long run? Yeah. yeah. When once you get rid of those things piece by piece, you you getting rid of a, a, a bit of yourself piece by piece as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're getting rid of those triggers, it can allow you a bit of freedom to do whatever. Like know that you can do whatever the hell you want because that freedom <laughs> is already there. It's just your mindset is holding you back from it all. Right. And I think that that's like the exercise. What I liked about it with the perspective, how you kept saying. Um, like, what is the positive lesson to be learned here? And how can you embrace, like, the acceptance yeah. that people are working with what they have? You mm-hmm. know, everyone's doing the best they can. And I think that that piece of, like, just accepting the imperfections in everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, it helps, to, it helped me to release those feelings of judgment and rejection by realizing that like that one person in XYZ situation, I mean, they're not the be all end all. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. But, uh, which, I mean, it sounds so silly. It's like, duh, of course yeah. or not. That's just one person's opinion, but it can be easy, you know, when you're a people pleaser Yep. yep. to make any person in front of you, the be all end all. Yep. And it's like, that's not their job either. <laughs> hell nah. Hell nah. They didn't even sign up. Usually they didn't even sign up for that whole assignment. No. So why are you even giving them that power? Exactly. <laughs> they exactly. don't want that. Hell nah. <laughs> hell nah. But like, you, you they just... probably want who you actually are anyway. <laughs> 100%. I think, and that's the thing everybody does, you know, real recognize real and respects it. So once you're Mm -hmm. like everybody's I mean, there's so many people out there that are looking for their true authentic self. And all it is, is that person that's right above like that person that doesn't have those limiting beliefs, that person that doesn't have those insecurities, that person that doesn't have those fears or that person that's not controlled around their triggers behind their negative emotions. You know, that true authentic self, that person that just doesn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And, and does whatever the hell is on and, and says whatever the hell they want to that uh, that their heart may desire that person that person is the richest person they are the richest people on earth all those people those people are are like the ones that get it that truly mm-hmm. get it. people admire that they mm-hmm. admire the hell out of that yeah it's true i mean i think about the people that i admire the most and mm-hmm. it's like they certainly aren't afraid of judgment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah like um definitely carrying on into the future just make sure that you be easy on yourself this is not a silver bullet this is just getting rid of some triggers you know mm-hmm. what I mean? but it's mm-hmm. you know there's there's always like we're humans there's always triggers that are going to come up in the future you know um, but mm-hmm. i definitely want to see you continue on with this path though because, I mean, you're already on the path and at 33 years old, you got so much time, so much time and potential that's in your that's in your favor. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, how many um events did you observe, by the way, when you were going over your timeline? Um, quite a few, probably at least like six or seven. It yeah. kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, but yeah, just certain things that came up for me. I mean, I think for me with like the, you know, fear of rejection and judgment, I mean, there's probably so many, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, not like I could actually like think through every single one, but I kind of just let my subconscious work and pull out some things where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was pretty affected by stuff that people said or did or. Yeah. Those are big ones too, because all those are like breakthroughs. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? those many mm-hmm. major breakthroughs. So once you observe an event and then take the the emotions out of it, that's a, a trigger that you just release like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so later on in the future, you'll find like yourself, like, man, I I I can't believe like I said that, or or man, you know, I'm really acting different because I'm so comfortable with myself. And it's all because of those many major breakthroughs that you had within mm-hmm. this session. So good for you. Yeah. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super proud of you. Like you've already done so much within the growth that you um, have had as a person. And uh, like this next chapter is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be, this. it's going to be the <laughs> I'm shit. I'm ready for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, continue to take care of yourself. Continue yeah. to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. What are what are some other lessons that you learned uh, besides like not taking on someone's someone like someone else's energy or better yet labeling someone else's energy and letting letting yourself like know that that person's opinion doesn't mean everything. What else did you learn? Yeah, I mean, another thing that really came to me was, again, like being in touch with myself and like understanding like the importance of context and intention Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Mm. and just realizing that like when it comes back to like my fear of like judgment and rejection um, and then that incident that happened when I was in kindergarten about like being too loud and talking too much and having to stay after class and whatever of like, you know, kind of what I said before, the lesson about knowing that there's a time and a place for everything. Mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of the context piece of it, you know, a a behavior that might not be well received in one, you know, point in time might be totally acceptable or desired in another. And I think that's important. But then when it comes to like how those behaviors impact other people, like letting go of that judgment on like the outcome. Like sometimes it's like, I don't know if I'm articulating myself very well, but sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like you, you have a good intention and you Mm -hmm. want something to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and you act on that intention, but then it's still not received well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, you're, you're being bossy about something, but it's because you just have a vision, you know, what's best you think, think you know what's best whatever um but again it's like there's a time and a place how are you talking to people what's the context and also like what's your intention Mm -hmm. if you 
are trying your best to do something you believe in and someone comes at you with some judgment that's just like way out of left field. It's not internalizing that. It's like looking at yourself and being like, okay, I'm going to be really honest with myself though. Like this person said that I'm, you know, I'm being sketchy or I'm being dishonest or I'm not being authentic or, you know, I, I said one thing and did another, whatever, Mm -hmm. like coming back to that intention of being like, well, is that really like, you know, like trusting yourself, Yes. like trusting your own intentions. Like, was I trying to be malicious? Was I trying to do harm or was I trying to do something positive and something good? And maybe it got misinterpreted or misunderstood or something went sideways that was out of my control or, um, you know, someone else on my team didn't show up and like, how can I disconnect myself from all of that Mm -hmm. and come back to like the truth of like, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm trying to do the right thing. Um, you know, I can take whatever lessons from this experience that there are and just maybe try to make it better next time, but it doesn't have to be associated with any kind of like value judgment on who I am as a person. Yeah. Real talk. Wow. That's (laughs) (laughs) very good. Good job. Thank you. Hell yeah. You did amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and also thank you guys so much for tuning in to the drop your baggage podcast i appreciate you all so much for your attention and care um if you are on facebook or youtube please consider hitting the like and subscribe button and if you're on any podcast platform i mean go ahead and drop a brother five stars and tell me how you feel um chelsea do you have any wise words can you give us some wise words uh for the audience out there Um, (laughs) like what's coming to mind, I'm just going to say it. What's coming to mind is just like, hang in there, trust yourself, trust your feelings and emotions, sit with yourself. And if something in your life isn't feeling good, don't ignore it. Mm. Like keep digging into it because those questions and uncertainty, like the only one that can answer them for yourself is yourself and it's worth it. Wow. Love it. (laughs) Hey guys, there's nothing else to be said on that one. You guys (laughs) take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.